What's good, everyone? My name is Jacob Moses, and welcome to another episode of the Not Boring Tech Writer, a podcast where in each episode, we cover a different skill that you can apply to enhance your skill set, improve your marketability, diversify your career, and ultimately break the stereotype that technical writing is a boring career. This episode's skill? Getting your first job in technical communication. All students and recent graduates in technical communication know this feeling. Getting your first job can feel overwhelming. Job descriptions list required skills you didn't even know existed, employers ask for certain levels of experience, and that one super eager recruiter on LinkedIn just won't holler back at you. That's why in this episode, I chat with Thaddeus, aka Tad Deacon. Tad is a recent graduate with a degree in English from Illinois State University and current technical writer at Accuray. At 23, Tad understands the challenges students and recent graduates face in finding their first job in technical communication and shares tips on how you can land that first gig, including how to search for jobs, how to market yourself as a good candidate for an entry-level tech composition, and once you land that first gig, how to navigate the workplace and find your place as a technical writer. Big shout out to our dear friends over at Knowledge Owl, a knowledge-based software for powering the Not Boring Tech Writer podcast, and I hope you all enjoy the episode. What's good, Tad? How are you today? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? Doing good, man. Just kicking it. How's life in Madison, Wisconsin? It's pretty cold, but <laughs> it's, pretty, uh, it's about the, the territory that I signed up for for whenever I moved up here, so it's pretty good. Yeah, because you went to school in Illinois, is that correct? Yes, yep, Illinois State. So you've been living that Midwest life for a bit now. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Good, man. Very good. Well, Tad, so happy to have you on the podcast. We got a got a great skill to cover today, and that is getting your first job in technical communication. Ooh. And it's great to have a fellow young folk with me. You're, how old are you, Tad? <laughs> I, I'm 23. 23. I'm 26. A couple of young folk talking tech come. Oh, man. It's going to be a good time. And I know you're going to have a, a great perspective to share with listeners about how to get their first job in tech come. Oh, man. You I know? sure hope so. Yeah, well, the, the beauty of this podcast, Tad, is we have a great mix of listeners. We have a lot of seasoned tech writers who have been in the game for a bit. We got academics, and then my favorite part, we got a lot of a lot of students who are just getting involved in the industry, and want to learn the the skills that they can acquire to break that stereotype that it's a boring career. And look forward to hearing your wisdom. It's going to be a good time. Awesome. Well, Ted, to get us started, I'd love to start by hearing your story. You're 23 years old, been in the techcom industry for about six months now. Yep. What got you interested in techcom? Um, I think it just really sort of coincided pretty well with uh, my own uh, personal interests. Uh, I, I love going on and uh, just learning as much as I can about literally anything. And so uh, I found technical writing to be a pretty good uh, opportunity uh, for me to uh, be able to maintain those sort of uh, personal interests of mine where uh, literally every single day I, I come in and get to learn something new on the job. Yeah. Uh, so it's really cool. It's awesome. 
Um, but uh, my English teacher was pushing for me super hard back in high school for me to go off and uh, pursue a career in journalism, but wasn't quite sold on journalism. But I, I think this, uh, the technical writing path is definitely uh, very conducive uh, to both my interests and then uh, general uh, uh, aptitude and interest uh, towards writing. But yeah, it's pretty good. Awesome, Tad. So you were a writer first. That's correct. That was like that first passion is that you enjoyed writing. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And that seems to be the the common theme that I hear with all the writers that I've interviewed. Um, like yourself, I was at first interested um, in pursuing English in university because just like you, I enjoyed writing. And I mean, at first, before I learned about tech, I'm like, that was the thing that writers do. It's like maybe journalism, maybe English. Um, so I'd love to hear, how did you discover TechCom? Was it in university? Did you pursue a TechCom-related degree? Yeah, so um, my, my university didn't have a, a technical writing-specific uh, degree, but uh, typically the, the people that uh, attend my university that wanted to go off and do technical writing majored in English – um, and, and then from there, you could also, you know, if you wanted a uh, specific specialty to be attached to that, then you accompany some sort of uh, minor, whether it be computer science or uh, math or uh, whatever uh, the case may be. But uh, yeah, so uh, I was studying English in college, uh, knew I wanted to uh, uh, use writing in some sort of uh, uh, capacity, but wasn't uh, necessarily sure uh, right at the very beginning and specifically uh, how I wanted to go through and, and do that. Uh, but yeah, I sort of, uh, I fell into uh, this uh, student uh, technical writing uh, position with my university's IT department. And that's what sort of opened my eyes more to uh, the the technical writing career uh some of my friends uh, in the major were also uh, trying uh, to become technical writers uh, with their English degree as well. So uh, I think uh, just sort of a, a combination of, uh, you know, just general fortune of uh, meeting certain people and then uh, landing that uh, technical writing position with my uh, alma mater was definitely uh, the, the bigger pushers for me to go into tech writing. Awesome. So what was that moment when you were like, this is the career for me? Because you mentioned before, you've always been a lifetime, life, lifelong learner. I always want to dive deep into a subject. You're studying English at this time. I imagine you're reading a lot of books, not so much on the technical side. So when did you know that this was going to be the right career path for you? I think as weird as it sounds, I uh, I think the, the most solidifying moment that I had for – uh, knowing that this was the right career path for me was whenever I actually got the position and uh, started working with the, the company that I'm working with now. Uh, they make cool. uh, cancer chemotherapy uh, radiation equipment. And so uh, it was the first day of orientation. Uh, I work for the manufacturing department. So the, the documentation that I create is used by the assembly technicians. And uh, so I was going through and uh, being given a, a tour of uh, the assembly line for where they're going through and making uh, all these just crazy intricate machines. And uh, it, it was a very surreal stepping back, uh, sort of an awe moment where it's like, oh man, I, I, <laughs> I never thought I would use my English degree for this. But yeah. here we are, uh, complete uncharted waters. Uh, but 
uh, you know, looking at that from a different angle, it's like, oh, cool, I've got so much to learn. And uh, that's, you know, all the the fun that's there in the position itself. But yeah. That's awesome, man. And you're, you're exactly right. Um, I mean, from all the tech writing conferences that I've attended and all the people that I've had on this podcast, most tech writers just kind of fall into this field. <laughs> yeah. Like maybe they start as, you know, pursuing computer science and they start pursuing journalism or English and maybe they listen to a podcast that tips them off to techcom or they like yourself have a couple of friends who are in the industry and then it's this great discovery where it's like I can use my writing skills to be in a very high demand field oh yeah yeah first great. of all one one that pays well <laughs> one that doesn't have much of a ceiling I know this, yeah no and I think techcom there's like the end user documentation we're writing more to the user but then all the crazy stuff that's going down with developer documentation and for the person who's that lifelong learner the infinite computer languages um that you can learn and adopt to your skill set it's awesome yeah. Adam. I'm, I'm glad you're experiencing that so i want to rewind back a bit to your university years and talk about what was the job search like Ted, for you whenever you wanted to pursue techcom like what skills did you have to learn to really position yourself as a good candidate for a an entry-level techcom job out of university Ooh, man yeah i think i think the biggest challenge for technical writing whatever you graduate from uh from college is really just figuring out how to get your foot in the door in the first place because i i remember you know i I'd see all these different job postings for everything, and it'd say entry-level tech uh, writing position requires two to four years of experience. <laughs> like, come on, man! Oh, well, okay. <laughs> like, I'm 19. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I think the the thing that really uh, helped me out the most was uh, my my university offered some technical writing classes, so I was able to uh, go through and uh, build a build a portfolio of documents that. Uh, I was able to go through and share with uh, uh, prospective uh, employers, but uh, then along with that, my uh, so I had a uh, a student uh, technical writing position uh, for the the IT department for my university, uh, and so it, it involved technical writing, some social media, a little bit of copywriting as well. Um, so it uh, really the the perfect uh, student position that a, a English major. Uh, in my position could have because I felt that it put me in a good place where I, I could be qualified for, you know, a, a couple different career options as far as entry-level foot-in-the-door opportunities, whether it be social media-based or copywriting or technical writing. But yeah, I think those were definitely super beneficial. Um, my uh, my friend uh, gave me his, uh, his Linda uh, information, so I went through it. Uh, did a lot of uh, teaching myself HTML, XML as well, and so I think uh, being able to showcase that uh, I had uh, you know those skill sets uh, under my belt, where I had some familiarity with them, definitely uh, I think helped me get uh, my first uh, position as a technical writer. Cool, Ted, and I appreciate you talking about the computer languages because this is something that I definitely fell into whenever I was a student, is that I loved writing, I loved the cadence and the prose and the rhythm and all that. But like the second we started talking about like computer languages and programming languages, like it was like super intimidating. <laughs> yeah, even though it yeah. was like pretty simple with the HTML. 
for the listeners, the students listening to this podcast who they've bought into the writing aspect of TechCom, but maybe feel a little overwhelmed and discouraged um, by picking up some of these programming and computer languages, what advice would you have for them? Like how, how deep do they really have to dive in to be able to, for it to be, just be good enough? You know, to be able to get that. I think uh, I think it definitely depends on the position that you're going to. Uh, I think there are Mm -hmm. certain uh, positions out there that might want a little bit more of a specialist uh, whenever it comes to uh, uh, programming languages for it. But I I think for a very large uh, amount of positions out there, they they really just want some sort of general familiarity with it because uh, you know at the end of the day, you're not the person that's going through and actually. Uh, being the programmer, but you, you know, just enough to be able to talk shop with the programmer. So, you know, <laughs> from the, the SME expert, they don't feel like they're just talking to a brick wall or uh, whatever uh-huh. it may be. But uh, I think, uh, I really think HTML and XML are great start off points for programming languages to pick up. Uh, they're both, uh, it's like tag based syntax for it. So it's uh, very, uh, very input output and uh, very rigid rule structures that uh, make it pretty pretty quick for the most part to pick up or at least uh, develop a good amount of familiarity with. I I think Python is also pretty um, uh, pretty easy to develop a uh, you know a sort of a general understanding for it, not necessarily a, a high level functioning. Uh, 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 technical expert by any means, but um, you know uh, it's it's sort of intuitive in nature where it's it's quicker to pick up, and I think uh, those three especially are definitely super beneficial for you to be able to put on your resume whenever you're going off and applying to different places. Awesome, and Tad, I don't necessarily expect you to know the title of these tutorials off the top of your head, but do you happen to remember um, the specific Linda tutorials that we can include in the show notes for these listeners? Um, if not, we can reconvene afterwards and make sure we get a nice little list for them. Yeah. Um, I can't remember the one for XML off the top of my head. I think the HTML one had something to do with, uh, semantics of HTML in the title. Okay. Uh, but cool. yeah, no, I Very full good. name verbatim off the top of my head. Yeah. All good. We'll connect afterwards. Make sure we get them in the show notes yeah, for the full for sure. So, so Tad, um, did you find yourself happen, having to like tilt your expertise or tilt how you marketed yourself as a technical writer at all to be an appealing, an appealing candidate to employers? Or did you just come in with a nice, strong resume? Uh, or did you add in any a little tad <laughs> flair to marketing um, yourself? I think, yeah, I think uh, whenever I was going through and applying for, for different places, there's definitely a little bit of curation that you're going through and doing for yourself uh just to be more marketable especially with that that first sort of foot in the door opportunity of you you where you don't have as much experience posting on your resume and all that other stuff i think it's definitely super helpful to be able uh to you know compensate for the lack of experience uh on your end with making it seem like it's a great culture fit or it's a great personality fit uh, that would definitely uh, stir the the employer's interest for bringing you in for an interview, and then you know you you can go go through and uh, dazzle them there. Yeah. But yeah, awesome. Were there any associations or like networking platforms 
that you mess around with? I mean, I think about my own my own path to becoming my very first job in technical writing. There's Write the Docs mm-hmm. was huge for me. The Eric Holster and the homies up in Portland, um, their Slack channel in particular. Were there any like existing platforms that were helpful for you to gain the shared language, get a good feel for what Tacom was like, and find yourself a career in Tacom? Yeah, I think uh, STC can be pretty beneficial for yeah. uh, their uh, their information that they provide out there. Uh, I think write the doc write the docs also has uh, some great. Uh, newsletters and posts out there that uh, can give you uh, sort of more insight onto uh, you know the more nuanced ins and outs for everything that's uh, going on in uh, tech com currently uh, and so I think uh, definitely having some sort of working knowledge with sources like those from uh, different insiders within uh, the field I think is uh, definitely it, it gives you a huge leg up for whenever you go yeah absolutely and listeners I mean I'm not super familiar with STC, but write the docs like no matter your level of expertise in technical communication, no matter how skilled or naive you feel you are in the industry, like that is a very welcoming bunch of people. So pop into their Slack channel, say what's up, maybe catch a conference in Portland if you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Um, planning on going to this. Are you kidding, man? Oh, it's a good time. I think, I don't know if they still do it this way, but you start day one by walking through this beautiful forest area. Yeah, yeah, I saw there was like fellow documentarians. Yeah. yeah, it's dope, man. So, Tad, let's take a shift from the skills and the way you marketed yourself to get a job in techcom to actually getting in the field. You've been working in techcom for about six months now professionally with Accuray. Am I pronouncing that correctly? Yep. Accuray? Awesome. So, man, what do you think so far? It's good. Uh, there, there's all sorts of different directions that techcom is going in right now, and I think it's it's really exciting. Um, you know, there there there's so many different avenues that uh, I think are tangential uh, with technical writing that uh, it allows you to uh, have a, a good amount of flexibility with the career path that you want to go on. You know, if you have mm-hmm. a little bit more of an affinity for uh, uh, you know, leadership. It, there's lots of opportunities to go into project management with tech writing. Yeah. Uh, if you have a bit more of an affinity for, uh, you know, graphic design, uh, I know UX design is a, a huge avenue that lots of tech writers are uh, going through and going down nowadays. If it's more of a, a love for writing that you have, uh, technical writing and copywriting have a lot of uh, intersecting. Uh, points for a lot of different positions but yeah it's cool there's it's a very versatile uh career that allows you to explore all sorts of different personal interests that you might have oh ted i appreciate bringing up all the different paths that the tech writer can take because you're you're exactly right i mean i think about whenever i was so i actually majored in tech um, believe it or not at unt um and i remember um, one of the classes was manuals and procedures (laughs) And I remember my classmates being like, like, I don't want to write manuals. Like, why am I pursuing tech comp? But I mean, that, yeah, that's just one class right. and that's not the right mindset because once you can get those core tech comp skills down, you know, that desire to learn everything, mm-hmm. ability to have a shared language with an SME. I mean, you're exactly right. We have the freedom and the ability to confidently pursue 
different kind of avenues yeah. within TechCom, but having that base is great. So, Tad, talk to me about day in the life as a new tech writer in the tech company. Oh, man. What's the daily task look like? Lots of emails, but uh, yeah. <laughs> no, uh, come in. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so I work with the, the manufacturing department for Accurate. And so uh, I, I'm the only technical writer that's in our uh, department currently at the moment. So it's, um, I will uh, link up with different engineers and SMEs just about any sort of documentation that needs to be put in place for new lines of uh, our equipment that are being sent out for our customers. But, um, you know, lots of editing that uh, takes place as well for any old documents that uh, need a little bit of patchwork for them to make sure that they're reflecting uh, our current line of production for everything. But uh, going through and uh, doing all that, uh, you know, generating new user manuals that our assembly technicians use, um, which that that's really where uh, a lot of the, uh, you know, excitement about learning something every single day kind of comes in to play a lot more because, you know, being yeah. an English major back in college, I definitely did not have a plethora of experience in medical devices. <laughs> sure. <laughs> you know, coming in, linking up with the SMEs, and they run down, uh, you know, all the 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 need to know information for uh, different steps in the procedures, and then I go through and figure out how to write it so the technicians understand it. But yeah. So, Tad, are you remote or do you work in the office? I work in the office. So, what what's the environment like as a as a writer and new hire and recent graduate in this tech com industry, it's pretty cool. Um, one one of the aspects for uh, my job here that I like so much is that the uh, so you know like I work at a cubicle, like all that other stuff, like pretty standard office, but it's also linked up to the manufacturing area. So if I've got any sort of question about documentation that I'm working on, I step away from my cubicle. I walk just to the other side of the building, awesome. open up the doors, walk out, you know, different machines, you know, multi-million dollar machines that are being built. And I can just walk wow. right up to these assembly technicians and ask them about, you know, any questions that I have for the documentation that I'm producing. It's crazy. Cool. It's so cool. That's huge, man. That is crazy. Uh, and I don't remember the exact episode, um, but we had Neil Kaplan on the podcast. Golly, I guess last year. Um, and his skill was bridging the gap between SMEs and technical oh. writers. And he was doing exactly what, what you're discussing. Tad was, Hey man, if I got a question, like, I'm just going to get up out the desk and, and holler at him, see if they're available. Maybe start off by building some rapport, buy him a coffee or take him out oh. for a panini. Um, so I'm glad you're going to, to yeah, do that as well. That's good. Stuff. One of the biggest things that I've learned for technical writing is that, Whenever I was in college, I assumed that technical writing was a career that was very conducive towards introverts. And that's not to say that an introvert couldn't do this career by any means, but there, there's such a, a huge social aspect for being a technical writer that really comes into play where yeah. you know, the, the information that you need for the documentation isn't necessarily going to be right there in front of you. And you kind of have to go down and chase it down. And it's kind of the fun, honestly. It's pretty exciting getting to track down sure. all the information for for everything but oh that's a great point ted because i mean like the introvert they're probably more of like a they more burrow right. into a problem which is the great skill of all tech writers like we see an issue like before i go see someone it makes sense i'm gonna dive in and see yeah. how i'm doing myself great for the introvert 
But then should we hit that roadblock and be, hey, like I need to reach out to developer Susan or developer John, whomever. Um, you're right. It's a great opportunity for us to practice more of our yeah. social skills and get up and chat. Um, do you find yourself more of an introvert or an extrovert, Ted? No, I'm an introvert, introvert. for sure. So what's that been like as an introvert, 23 years old, working with multi-million dollar medical devices? Um, has that been a challenge, stepping up and having the confidence to converse with SMEs? Do you have any tips for fellow introverts listening to the podcast? Um, you know, yeah, it is a little bit of um, – you know, making that that jump at first for going over and uh, uh, getting that information from SMEs and tracking down everything, especially you know, whenever it's your first job, like new to everything, all that other stuff, still learning. But yeah. I think I think really the the thing that helps offset uh, offset all of that the most is really just asking questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, being. I, I found for the most part that uh, just being uh, very curious for everything and uh, showing a lot of enthusiasm about your curiosity usually yeah. translates pretty well for really just about anybody. And so uh, I think from that aspect, it really uh, it helps a lot for, for me going through, for uh, getting information from either assembly technicians or SMEs or uh, whatever it may be is, you know, just approaching and being transparent that, you know, I, I don't know this process Mm -hmm. currently at this time but like i'm super interested to uh to get more information about it and i think that it it, for me so far for my career you know knock on wood it's it's always translated over very well and so uh, you know kind of helps with the you know naturally like want to be more introverted keep to myself but uh you know just approaching it from that standpoint translates over well and usually people are pretty happy to help you with whatever questions you have Awesome, Tad. And in our last episode, Michal and Pavel shared a similar sentiment. We talked about how we can survive in the deaf world as technical writers. Mm-hmm. And that was their big takeaway, too. It's like, hey, like as you're approaching these SMEs, like, yeah, we are not on their level programming language-wise. But if we show some enthusiasm, we show we're trying to have that shared language, we show that we're trying to learn, um, they said that, that was just instrumental to really building that rapport and seeing the mutual benefit proposition of working with one another. So glad yeah. to hear that you've had a, a similar experience. Yeah. So Tad, to wrap up, I'd love to talk about any final advice you have for the student or the recent graduate. They know they like the tech comp field, but they may be feeling discouraged by all the different titles that they see in Indeed or not hearing back from the employers. Yeah. What's some parting advice you'd have for the, the discouraged job searcher. Oh man, that's a good question. Uh, I think it really just comes down to, you know, just keep being motivated and keep pushing, you know, something's going to work out eventually. Uh, even though, you know, you might've had like five interviews or whatever may be the case, but you know, you, you definitely, you never get the job that you don't apply for. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, even if it seems like you're not qualified for the position, still go through and apply. Like there's nothing that, um, you know, nobody's going to chase you down and berate you for <laughs> applying yeah. to a job that you maybe didn't have enough years of experience. Cause at the end of the day, you're already, you're not working at that job in the first place. Uh, and so yeah, really just keep pushing. I think another thing that's really beneficial to new graduates is there's always a bunch of, uh, tech writing contractor jobs out there that are more short term, like mm-hmm. a, three to six month uh 
technical writing contract that, uh, you know, typically the more seasoned tech writers would shy away from it just because they want a little bit more of a, a longer income strain that's coming from it. But I think for a, a person that's uh, entry level for the workforce, like that's your perfect time to uh, to come through and get your uh, your first technical writing job. Like that's how I did it. I wound up uh, hired by uh, the company afterwards. Yeah, yeah. I started as a I was a three month contract whenever I started for them. But then uh, I wound up being hired on full time at the end of my three month contract. And so, awesome. um, so yeah, the, it worked out super well and it's super beneficial. But yeah. uh, I think those, those sorts of opportunities are, are really perfect for the recent college graduate. So I definitely recommend looking at those. Awesome. Well, Tad, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and expertise with us. If anyone wants to connect with you, have questions for you about how they can break into the tech comp fields, any good tips on job searching, where can people find you online? Uh, LinkedIn is perfect. Uh, it's uh, My full name is Tad Deacon. It's uh, T-A-D, uh, and then it's uh, D-I-E-K-E-N. Although I think actually my LinkedIn might be my full name. That's Thaddeus, so that's T-H-A-D-D-E-U-S. We'll include it in the show notes for people to holler at you. Awesome. Cool. cool. Well, Tad, thank you so much for taking the time to chat, and we will talk very soon. Awesome. Thank you for having me on. Yes, sir. See you, brother. Thanks again to Knowledge Owl, a knowledge-based software for powering the podcast. And thanks so much to each of you for listening to the podcast, and we will chat very soon. See ya.